Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jones Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones, and this is episode 75. In today's episode, we're discussing the benefits of burdock, eye infection remedies, plus a natural homeopathic treatment for allergies. Share this podcast and subscribe. It's free for more podcasts every Wednesday. Questions or comments, feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. And lastly, I encourage you to grab a copy of my free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, by going here, veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. What is burdock root? Well, burdock root, it's a genus of biennial plants in the daisy family that's native throughout Northern Asia, Europe, and now found throughout North America. It grows as a weed. In Japan, it's called a gobo root, and it's actually cultivated as a vegetable. Burdock has these large heart-shaped leaves, these bright pink-red to purple thistle-like flowers, but it has these burrs, right? And I'm just known as burdock. I actually have it growing in my backyard. And they stick to my clothing, but in particular, they like to stick to my dogs. My little dog Tula, she's got that curly hair. She needs to be groomed. Burdock just loves sticking to her. So I've, I've always thought it as kind of a weed. Like, is it really that important? But it's actually been used for thousands of years in Asia and Europe, and just more recently in North America. In Japan, it's considered a widely consumed vegetable, typically eaten fresh or cooked. And the young leaves can also be cooked like any other vegetable. In traditional Chinese medicine, the burdock fruit has been used continually for thousands of years. It's associated with the lung and stomach meridians. It's known to cool internal heat and is commonly used for supporting skin health. In European folk medicine, an infusion of the seeds were often used as a diuretic, enhancing health by supporting the processes of digestion and elimination. So what are some of the health benefits? Well, these are kind of some that I see that are big, there's a number of different benefits, but in particular that we can look at focusing on for our dogs and cats. First, it, it acts as a natural diuretic. What diuretics are doing is stimulating the kidney and help the body getting rid of excess fluid, mainly water and sodium. You know, this is really important. We're looking at some of the specific conditions, i.e. heart disease. And you get this secondary edema and we're trying to deal with the fluid. Burdock root is a natural diuretic. So through burdock consumption, you can naturally and easily help your pet's body eliminate excess water by increasing urine output. By elevating the rate of urination, it helps remove this waste from the blood in the body. Right? There's other cases. Sometimes we even use diuretics, say for animals that have a, a lung condition. They've got excess fluid within their lungs as well. Two, it can act as a skin healer. And in particular, we're looking at topical products offering relief from acne to eczema to psoriasis. Right, so really applicable uh, for animals or dogs having these chronic allergies. Consumption of burdock has been helped many people with skin issues through its blood cleansing and internal cooling properties. Scientific studies have even shown that burdock extract can improve the clinical signs of aging skin, right? So obviously there's a big deal there for people that are all excited about, oh, can I get rid of my wrinkles? Maybe I should look at it. I actually don't mind what I'm looking at on my skin. But super excited to see it can benefit our dogs with allergies, especially topically, but I think also orally as well. It can help against diabetes. It contains, the root itself contains a product called inulin, which is a soluble prebiotic fiber. It helps improve digestion and lo naturally lowering blood sugar. In Europe, the fresh root is used for lowering blood sugar, its inulin content making it particularly suitable for diabetes. Animal studies have also shown that burdock's root has the ability to decrease the severity of diabetic complications, especially a pretty serious one called diabetic retinopathy. It can help potentially help deal with some of our dogs and cats that have cancer. 
Now, European physicians, um, they've actually used burdock root prior to all these conventional treatments, not just for skin conditions, not just for bladder and kidney disease, also for cancer. Now, many herbalists, they really sort of use, claim burdock as kind of one of their core treatments. Like you should really be looking at burdock root as something else for natural cancer treatment. In fact, now there are some animal studies of mammary, colon, and pancreatic cancer, which have shown promise for burdock's ability to fight against cancer. Potentially it can help our dogs and our cats with arthritis. It's got known powerful anti-inflammatory properties and it could actually be considered an important part of an arthritic diet. A study published in the International Journal of Rheumatic Diseases showed that burdock root tea improves inflammatory status and oxidative stress in people with knee osteoarthritis. This may be specifically then applicable to our dogs and cats. You know, in the study, they were just actually taking three cups of burdock root tea per day for 42 days, and then they were assessed for inflammatory markers. So that's a really great option, and not just having to give your dog or cat or dog a capsule, just substituting burdock root tea instead of them drinking water. So how exactly can you be applying and using this for your dogs and cats? First, I mean. You can look at drying the root yourself. Pretty obvious what a burdock plant is. They got these big leaves, they've got the burrs on them. You dig them up and you can dry the root and use it. Obviously most of us aren't going to be do that and be going to your local natural health store getting the supplement. So one, you can get it looking at it as the tea. Two, you can get look at using you know burdock root powder orally, yeah, where you're gonna get the specific supplements. And three, you can look at using it some of the uh, topical concoctions. In particular, focusing on what comes out of the root, using it for the skin conditions. So if you're comfortable, you know, digging up the root, drying it, and creating some of those concoctions yourself, I say go for it. I'm actually gonna try it this summer myself. Um, I have so much burdock root. I'm also gonna start eating uh, eating some of the leaves just because they're right here they're in my backyard there's no other toxins around i know exact i'm confident i can identify the plant and you may want to think about incorporating burdock in your salad eye infections in dogs and cats so no question you know our dogs and cats eyes are this critical sensitive part of their anatomy there's a number of different eye disorders you know common eye disorders include red eye or pink eye also known as conjunctivitis excessive tearing called epiphora uh, you get inflammation called uveitis. You can get dry eye, also known as KCS. You can get glaucoma, increased eye pressure, cataract. Conjunctivitis is the most common thing. Inflammation of the red conjunctival tissue around your dog or cat's eye. It is the most common cause of red eye in dogs and cats. So what are the things you need to be thinking about? Well, first of all, the more common signs. You got your dog or cat has these red squinty eyes, yellow or green discharge. The eyes continue to water and they squint or rub their eyes. The tissue around the eye can often appear swollen with other more serious conditions, like say with cataracts. The middle of the eye or the lens appears cloudy. So what do you do first? Well, first go see your veterinarian if there's some big things going on with your dog or your cat's eye. The infection appears to be very painful with your pet rubbing the eye. If the main part of the eye, the cornea appears to be indented or layered. If the entire eye suddenly becomes cloudy, if the eye itself becomes very bulgy and distended, that may be a sign of glaucoma. Most of the times, it could be obvious there's something big going on. Your dog is very, or your cat is very painful. They're rubbing it and they're extremely uncomfortable. If you're just dealing with kind of this red, swollen tissue, red tissue around the, your dog's or cat's eye, there's some sort of secondary discharge. It's likely conjunctivitis, this bacterial infection. And there's a number of things here you consider using to treat. 
Verse two, consider lubricating eye tears. You know, it works great for people. First, wipe any discharge away from the eyes with a damp cloth. Then apply two to three drops in the affected eye three times a day. Eyes opto tears are one I commonly use. Secondly, consider some of the healing teas, right? They have tannins in them, they're anti-inflammatory, and have antimicrobial properties. You can brew up a strong cup of black tea, but you can also use green tea or chamomile tea. You can place three to four drops in the affected eye three times a day. It should be made daily to prevent contamination. Secondly, you can look at also incorporating honey. So when you're making a cup of tea, add in one teaspoon of honey and use those drops in the same way because honey is also antibacterial and can be soothing for the eye. There's a herbal concoction called eye Bright. Uh, the herb name is called Euphrasia. You get get it as a pre-made mix, and it often many I've had many pet parents say where it has worked really well for their dog or cat with an eye infection. If there is excessive tearing, just I encourage you to just keep the eye clear, wiping using a damp cloth, wiping off the crust of discharge around the nose and eyes. Because that's what happens. You get all this excessive tearing, this crust builds up. If the corner of the eye is red and inflamed, you can use a topical anti-inflammatory such as aloe or aloe and a calendula cream. A cloth soaked in black tea is another option. If you've got repeated, repeated eye tearing, these recurring eye infections, especially in cat, it's possible that it's a herpes virus. And you can use a couple different things to consider using in that case. One, there's an amino acid called L-lysine. I use it often in practice. The, uh, the brand was called Enosil. The dose is 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily for at least 12 weeks. Second, there's a couple other herbs to consider. One, olive leaf extract. It's a really potent antiviral. So if we're dealing with the viral infection, especially in our cats with recurring eye infections, you can consider olive leaf extract. I have talked about elderberry being used specifically for some of the flu viruses for people, but also for our dogs and our cats. So elderberry is another good option. An elderberry dose, it's about 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight, kind of daily is a standard amount. You could also be looking at quercetin. It's a supplement and Actually, kerosene is found within elderberry. It's found within, say, blueberries, found in apple peel. It's another very common supplement, but also has antiviral properties. You look at kerosene dose, about two to three milligrams per pound twice daily. Lastly, I wanted to talk about this homeopathic remedy that seems to work well for dog allergies. Um, and this is a recent review study in immunology and homeopathy clinical studies, which concluded there is documented effectiveness in the equivalent studies comparing homeopathy and conventional medicine and documented usefulness in general practice. This is this one specific study for atopic dermatitis. So they're looking at people, but that's exactly what our dogs get. It's a prospective observational study of 42 people with atopic dermatitis treated with homeopathic medicines. You know, the background, they talk about what atopic dermatitis is, this highly prevalent chronic inflammatory skin disease usually develops in people during childhood. Often that's when our young dogs first get it, you know, from the average age of about one. Right, quite young and it gets worse as they get older. The aim of the study was to look at homeopathic treatment. Is, does it make any difference? Does it help? So these people were spontaneously seeking homeopathic treatment at a specific homeopathic clinic. They evaluated the severity of the disease on a scale of sort of one to four, four different uh, scales. They assessed outcomes were changing the extension, how long it lasted, and the change in the scale, but in particular that they're less itchy and, and they actually were responding. They had 42 people were eligible. And they talked about 
about all these different numbers that what they concluded with the study suggests that in general medicine practice, homeopathic treatment can be regarded as an effective choice for patients with atopic dermatitis. Of it said 28 patients were moderate or severe cases. I'm just going to give the conclusion here. And in the end, they found that sulfur accounted for 60% of the cases with good treatment response. So there's a number of different homeopathics used, but the ones that had sulfur as part of the treatment regimen, they're the ones that responded the best. 60%. I mean, that's huge, right? When you're looking at 42 people with atopic dermatitis, dermatitis so difficult to treat so what what can you use what can you take away from this study for your dog or your cat so based on the above study i think sulfur 30c has been shown to be most effective for this type of allergy um, when we're dealing with dogs atopic dermatitis and there's some other different homeopathic remedies that you can consider and i'm just going to list the four not going into big details but other ones you may think about especially if you're open to homeopathy the first one is called apis or apis melvica apis is once again when we're looking at you know it's isolated from bees right and we're looking at some of the, the products of the beehive so apis is one option a second is home as arsenicum album and this is one if we're thinking more of some of the food allergies because anytime you're thinking of arsenicum if you're seeing it accompanied with vomiting vomiting and or diarrhea like okay likely you're dealing with a food allergy you could consider arsenicum i mean there's two other ones one there's called natrum myrrh it's a suitable med- medicine and there's also nasal uh, discharge as well as skin allergies doesn't happen very often in our dogs and cats and then the last big one and the one i think is most important gonna affect most dog owners is sulfur like the sulfur 30c as far as doses initially you'd be looking at one 30c capsule per 10 to 20 pounds of body weight every two to four hours when there's a big flare-up and then be looking at sort of one 30c capsule 10 to 20 pounds of body weight once daily as an ongoing basis especially if your dog has responded in that kind of one to two week period of time will it help i don't know is it something worth trying because it has no real side effects i think it is especially if you're dealing with a dog with atopy and you're like what else can i do so consider that a potential option for your dogs that have allergies so once again thanks for listening to this edition of the dr jones podcast it's me dr jones signing off today Um, any questions or comments feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog and lastly if you've yet to do so i encourage you to get a copy of my free book it's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news